a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome to the program, episode 17 of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. So much has happened since you and I were last year chatting with one another. Uh, Just moments after the show wrapped up yesterday, uh, we learned from a a statement released by the Department of Defense that Iran launched more than a dozen ballistic missiles against U.S. military and coalition forces in Iraq. What the Department of Defense said was clear that those missiles were launched from Iran and targeted at least two Iraqi military bases hosting U.S. military and coalition personnel uh, that there in Iraq. We, uh, immediately after the, that announcement, we started hearing from uh, Utah's uh, elected representatives as well as the d- various leaders in government. Third uh, District Congressman John Curtis on Twitter said, uh, uh, I'm aware of the attacks being reported on bases in Iraq housing U.S. military and coalition forces. I will be receiving a classified briefing tomorrow regarding Iran and will continue to monitor the situation closely until then. My prayers and in Measurable gratitude are with those protecting our nation abroad and at home. Well, Congressman Curtis has attended already that briefing, and he joins us live on the line right now. Representative, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. Really good to speak with you. You just we came out of a... D.C., by the way. I'm sorry? We miss you here in D.C. Yeah, I understand that. I, uh, from time to time, miss, uh, miss a lot of the work we did there together. I'm grateful to you for saying that. You are just now walking out of a, a briefing hosted by Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, Secretary of Defense Mark Esper, General Mark Milley, Chairman of Joint Chiefs, and CIA Director Gina Haspel. What did you learn, sir? Well, um, so you'll appreciate this. The very first thing they do is tell you you can't talk about anything you're going to learn. <laughs> Not only that, they say... Now, if you've heard this stuff in the newspaper, you still can't talk about it. Uh, so let me be uh, as circumstantial as possible and just tell you that I really walked away with three impressions. Two, I think your listeners will find reassuring, and one, uh, probably not. Uh, the first one is that uh, we are incredibly lucky to have the, the leadership that we have and the military apparatus that we have. Um, the, the work that they have done uh, in the Middle East and around the world is just really impressive. And, you know, they had their troops fired on last night to, to wake up this morning and, and know that we didn't lose uh, a single soul. Really valuable. And I was just really, really, it was really reaffirmed to me, as I said in this meeting, and listened to them. Uh, the second point um, is that um, I, I, I had an opportunity to hear better credibility of the information the president was making his decision on and the imminent threat. And I would just say that it is reassuring to me that it was really valid, strong, good information uh, and assured me that the information that he had in front of him and that he was making his decision on uh, was that has been one of the criticisms leveled against the the president and this decision, particularly among those Democrats running for president, saying that uh, maybe this was a political move. Maybe there wasn't the the justification uh, actually warranted, or rather there wasn't justification to warrant such an act. You came away from this briefing, though, uh, and again, understanding you can't reveal the specifics of what you've learned in this classified setting, but uh, you have come away with a confidence that there was sufficient justification for the actions executed by the president. I did. Now, that relates to the third point, um, which I think the people will still get conflicting uh, opinions on this. 
And the third point is that this is um, unfortunately becoming a very partisan issue. And unlike previous uh, situations uh, overseas and in war, where we kind of rallied together and, and, and fought the common en- enemy, I think you're gonna, the American people are going to continue to hear this very partisan uh, approach to this. We're seeing this with the presidential candidates, where Elizabeth Warren previously uh, was very quick to acknowledge that this man was a terrorist, was a bad person, won't even call him a bad person uh, now. And I think that's really unfortunate. Where will we see this political division? Where, where are the areas where we might be divided on this? In my estimation... Well, I think you'll get different opinions coming out of this meeting on I see. simply the, the, the impressions that I had. I think people will come out of that with their own impressions, with their own political filter on, and tell you just exactly the opposite of what you heard from me. I understand. There are a number of questions regarding what happens next, uh, both on the part of Iran, on the part of the United States. I think it was implied, but not in- explicit, when the president delivered his remarks earlier this morning that we are in the business of peace right now. Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't explicit. He said that there he, we are exploring all options. What do you think the next step to be on, on the part of uh, the United States? Well, I'll tell you, uh, my uh, uh, feeling is on the part of the United States, everything possible to de-escalate. Every signal that we're sending, if you listen to uh, not just President Trump, but um, uh, those who were in our briefing today when they're interviewed, every signal they're sending is one of de-escalation, of invitations for for dialogue. Um, and um, it, it, I think that's very important to the United States, and it's because a strong part of their strategy is Let's send signals of de-escalation. Let's not do anything at all that we would remotely think uh, that we are uh, preparing uh, for a war. Uh, let's show them that we're, we're not. And I think it's a very strong part of their strategy. Military de-escalation is certainly the hope and what was telegraphed, I think, in the president's remarks. He, though, paired those uh, with an assertion that we, the United States, will immediately impose additional punishing economic sanctions on the Iranian regime. Are, will those be sufficient? Well, I, 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 all of us um, are looking for what the answer is uh, over there. Um, the previous administration uh, tried a very different tactic uh, than this administration. And this administration has not really had the, the, the length of time to let theirs play out. But I think everybody is asking that question. And if not, what is the answer? Because we're, we're running out of answers there. Let me ask you about one final sentiment communicated by the president in his remarks uh, this morning. I'll read to you what he said. He says, finally, to the people and leaders of Iran, we want you to have a future and a great future, one that you deserve, one of prosperity at home in harmony with the nations of the world. The United States is ready to embrace peace with all who seek it. We, it's important, I think, to understand that the actions uh, carried out by Iran last night were executed by leadership and not necessarily uh, communicative of the will and the capability and capacity for peace uh, held by maybe folks at large. There are certainly factions and groups uh, who share the the aggressive and antagonistic attitude of the government, which led them to you know execute these attacks last night. Uh, but there is the capacity for peace there, and it, it, it appears the president is after that. Uh, do you feel that's possible? Well, I, I'm really pleased that you uh, bifurcate the difference between the Iranian people and the Iranian leadership. We have no beef with the Iranian people. As a matter of fact, we, we very much want them to be prosperous, to, to be safe, um, and to, to not have these things hanging over their head. And um, I'm, I'm hopeful uh, that you know, the people there who need this even more than we do, that, that peace and that freedom and that prosperity 
outstanding. Uh, Utah Second District Congressman, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Utah Third District Congressman John Curtis has joined us here on the line. He has just walked out of a briefing where he uh, w- was briefed on the situation in Iran uh, by Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, Secretary of Defense Mark Esper, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, and CIA Director Gina Haspel. Sir, I'm grateful to you for joining us. And as this plays out, this will certainly have more and more developments. We'll look for your statements and maybe look for more opportunities for you and I to speak here on Live Mike. Yeah, that's, I think, really important uh, for the uh, people in Utah. I think all of the delegation here is working really hard to communicate uh, what we know, and, and you're welcome to reach out to us anytime. I think it's just really important that we're all sharing as much information as we can right now. Outstanding. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. So, listen, today's program, I'm going to be up front with you. We're going to be talking about Iran. We're going to talk about the attack, uh, which was carried out by these folks last night. Uh, Luckily, uh, the great news from uh, both the Pentagon and the White House is that uh, the president, in his own words, said, I'm pleased to inform you that the American people should be extremely grateful. No Americans were harmed in last night's attack by the Iranian regime. Uh, That is not not to say that this has that this doesn't have major major implications on uh, this geopolitical uh, situation playing out. We're going to cover it throughout the morning. We're going to speak to more members of Utah's delegation. We're going to see what uh, leaders uh, in Congress and, of course, in the White House are, are saying. The president delivered a number of remarks this morning. We're going to walk through those later on. In our next segment, though, we are going to speak to former Speaker of the House uh, here in Utah, Greg Hughes. He's running for governor. He made that known officially this morning. We're going to ask him a few questions. He's here with us in studio. On Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.